Welcome to Your Music is Bad and You Should Feel Bad. This is Matt Lee, and this is going to be the second of three episodes with my friends Rod and Kelly, and Rich is also in this one as well. The third one will be next week. That will be our discussion of symphonic metal. But for now, we've got a couple more interesting studies we talk about, and then a whole bunch of weird tangents that happen constantly. So, you know, just one of those episodes. So... you saw the ice skating pictures oh no because no one tagged me and went ice skating with stuff and um because she's in town so me and danielle and krista and some other people and like someone some girl i don't know where she's from boston she took pictures and then she posted them and like we're ice skating and she posted like like we roll and they hate in and i'm like as much as i love chameleon air <laughs> we're actually like there's no way that you could misinterpret the ice skating as rolling. Yeah. So, <laughs> not really. Skating versus rolling, very different. Right, I mean, like, it's, like, if mostly gliding. gliding. If you're rolling, you're probably skating poorly. <laughs> well, that, that's <laughs> the undesired result. Well, okay, no, th- well, this was the thing. So, like, I skated a bunch when I was a little kid, but I was never, like, good. Like, I couldn't play hockey. Mm. Um, and then I went skating last winter with KT and I like had completely forgotten how to skate. It like, it, like I was doing the embarrassing, like step, step, step thing. And then, but then I haven't been since. And then we went and I like remembered how to skate like half an hour into it. Like I, I was doing better than Chicago. I, and so I felt like, Oh, I'm remembering how to skate. But then half an hour in, I was like, Oh, now I really remember how to skate. And I was like doing it. And then I wanted to be like. Everyone needs to be here to see me skating because I remembered and I can do it now. Also, my skates fit a lot better than they did in Chicago. I that, think that, was, huh? that might be one of the reasons why. That, that was yeah, it's yeah. such a tr- that's a trouble. Yeah. No, so. But anyway, did you did you did you mount a triple axle? Uh, <laughs> well, so this dude, this is a weird story. The this guy that I went to UW with yeah. was computer science, and we actually, I don't know if we'll ever listen to this. So Barbie would refer to him as one of the smelly nerds. There's like a few <laughs> dudes. It, it was basically like, so you have long hair, a trench coat, you don't shower, and your CD collection, because we all had like binders of CDs, right? Mm-hmm. It was every Metallica album, which at like, you know, up to the time was like load or reload or whatever, right? You made there, you made no distinction as to when to stop listening to Metallica. It was every Metallica <laughs> album and every Weird Al album. <laughs> like there was, it was like a very, there was like a, a checklist and... um but that guy, so he's like weird, you know, computer nerd dude, right? Like he trained with, um, was it, it was either Christy Yamaguchi or Michelle Kwan, I can't remember. But it was one of those deals where you're like, really? Like you trained figure skating with these girls? But I did not. I can't do any jumps. Wow. I didn't fall down though. But you can go backwards, which is more... Then Actually, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't try. But you did in the past. Like oh, you, yeah, you yeah. said, you almost played hockey or something. Right? No, I, I was saying I, I couldn't have played couldn't hockey. Have played hockey. That, but okay. like I could skate, but it's not yeah, like it's I could like jump stop. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Okay. I, I have roller skating or ice skating. I have never learned how to go backwards. I, I can't, just can't. I can't roller skate, I can't. but I can rollerblade. But that's yeah. like really easy. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that too. Rollerblading's fun. 
But anyway, so that was rollerblading random. was fun. Too Did bad we, we can't do it anymore. We can't. I don't know. It, it, it's I don't know. It I was still ex- had the same rollerblades. Since I remember it being okay when I was like twelve, and then a few years later, I was like, I don't think I can do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Well, I remember Aaron, the commercials, like when they were the new thing. Right. You know? Right. They were. Like, I, a, I was like young enough where it doesn't it doesn't matter right. like what way you choose to roll around your neighborhood and <laughs> and be like they were new and cool and like it not was like just dorky. you gotta have rollerblades well, not skates but, I'm, I'm totally but cool now, yeah, now now right now, now skates is like retro, a hipster retro, retro thing so, well, right, which I hate because you can get knew. you can get one wheel on those things it's like a shopping cart when you get one bad wheel on a shopping cart that can actually happen with skates and so you got one foot kind of like wanting to go the other way and you gotta like no. just steer a little bit harder is that just me is that just me I don't well no I've never really roller skated I roller skated actually my only break my only bone break came roller skating down the hill oh yeah. you guys have never seen where i live you just did uh, i live at the top of a 1000 foot oh uh, yeah that would be a really bad and my friend scott and i decided to basically roller skate down it oh damn and we didn't make it oh. i mean we made it like 100 feet and, <laughs> and i just i went up on gravel and went down <laughs> and just just broke my wrist in two places awesome. yeah my only my only broken bone yeah, see, I, I I remember roller skating too, because because roller rinks were st- were also still a thing. Yeah, I went to a roller rink every Saturday with my father when I was, you know. Oh, well, was, so so this is the thing. Like Eric is like very aggressive about how like unacceptable rollerblading is. That's like one of his things. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, Why yeah, yeah. is it unacceptable? Well, I don't what's understand. Ex- what's unacceptable about it? Is it like people doing it in the park? And no, getting just in his that way, or he's just, just like just how uncool. It is? Like yeah, how uncool oh, yeah. it is, yeah. which is weird coming I from. Am- Mary. No, but the, uh, the, and I was disappointed that I lost my rollerblades. Well, no, and so, uh, um, right, but then, but then we had, the, uh, but then he likes to talk about the roller rink jams, right? Because when we, that, that time we were at Prague Power and we were talking yeah. about, we were listening to Steely Dan and, and we were like going to make like a roller Me- rink metal, metal jams. Mega Mallcore. Yeah, Mega Mallcore <laughs> is the name we came yeah. up with. And then, um, and then, uh, everything you did came on. Right. Like, <laughs> I never knew you. You were a roller skater. Which I was going to say. So that's why I'm glad that like roller skates are retroactively cool now. Because that gives me an opportunity to potentially use that at some well, point. Like, well, if I, like well, I never knew you. No, and here's the So, so KT is actually a very <laughs> enthusiastic roller skater. And she met John C. Riley at a roller rink. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. Yeah. No, so this is, okay, so this is something super weird. Like, this is a totally bizarre and totally true story. So, uh, John C. Riley's not, like, a physically attractive man, okay? <laughs> Poor guy. But yeah. Really great she, actor, though. He is, and, like, she, I mean, this is, she didn't just make this up in retrospect. This was written down. I had, I read this before the this happened because i knew her when this happened he, john c Riley was one of her top five celebrity crushes <laughs> and then she Aww. and then she met him at somebody it was somebody's birthday and so they were like some girl's birthday and they're like i want to go to the roller rink and so she was like i totally want to go to the roller rink because i actually she like owns skates she's like right, roller yeah, skating yeah. and she goes and john c Riley. Was there roller skating? Was he, was he, so, was he skate, skating or pair, No, no, he was skating. He was like skating, a pair, but okay. I get. I don't know. There were no details related to me about like if he was with anyone. So my some. It sounded like, or maybe there were, and I don't remember. But this was my impression: was that he was 
there by himself like just he just wanted to he just wanted to roller skate around the ring oh that's so cute he was mr cellophane in chicago so i could see him roller skating by himself mr cellophane i just know him <laughs> i just know him as dr steve rules <laughs> rules yeah yeah oh yeah yeah from tim yeah. and eric i tried that and it was other than the intro <laughs> where he just starts out, I just didn't get. Like I tried it. I really, honestly, there, there's stuff pretty it. pretty absurd. Well, yeah, they, yeah, and they're yeah. Eric Andre's production company. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. the okay. same. It's the same. The same basis. editing style and everything too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just, so was was his uh, was her um, appreciation of uh, him as a crush ruined by this? No, experience? no. She was so, like, he was super nice uh, okay. and like talked to me like a normal person. You know, was he was he kind of like the person who was like looking everywhere, but the person he's talking to? I don't know. Nervous? Yeah. Is he one of those he, people? Or I also want to point out, remember, he's he's also Dewey Cox, which is my <laughs> yeah. favorite. Oh role yeah, yeah. Is I totally forgot Dewey about Cox. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Walk yeah. Hard. Walk hard. yeah. Uh, I don't think I saw that. Cla- oh, you, it's. I need to see it. I know. Yeah. People throw around. It's like a modern Spinal Tap, way too much, but it's like a modern Spinal Tap. Is that a Ferrelli or Cohen or? I don't Cohen actually. No, it's I don't somebody know else. It. It's, it's it's not. not a, it's not, not somebody who's like, I, I forget. Like it's somebody who's done other stuff, but oh, I think it's like a different. I'm thinking of that that story about Lewin da- was it inside Lewin Davis, and that oh, was yeah. that was like a Cohen brother. Yeah, movie. that was a Cohen brother. No, this is no, this is a comedy. Yeah, yeah, no, is, no, I get it. It's yeah. a parody yeah. from right when there was a huge run. Of uh, biopics, there was Walk the Line. Yep, that I mean that Ray, was the main one. And Ray, those were the two main. Ray and Walk I the Line. I saw Ray. I actually then, didn't see Walk but, the Line, but I but saw Ray. The the extended cut expands. Like there's so many. There's more of like like they didn't cover like the seventies. They they the extended cut of what of of Walk the Line Walk or Walk Hard Walk okay. Hard. It add there's more parodies. There's like an okay. the, the, there's like a Brian Wilson section which is greatly extended. Oh, okay, now I gotta yeah, I gotta get this. Yeah, I need ten thousand didgeridoos. So, <laughs> it, like, it was so good. He just does a bunch of drugs, jumps up and down on trampoline. It's amazing. Okay, uh, so how, and then oh, sorry, so we're gonna watch that but, later. <laughs> I have I have the Blu-ray. Yes, oh, we yes. should watch it and then record another totally, podcast. since this one's a disaster. Uh, but the um, uh, what's the other one? There's in the '70s. He has like a variety show. And Jane Lynch, I think, is like interviewing him about <laughs> Lynch, or something. Awesome. It's whole. They extend all this. He ba- he marries Cheryl Teagues, and like, there's this whole like marriage slash career move that like got cut out of the theatrical. Basically, like the, the you know if if you're I wouldn't a random person I wouldn't force them to watch the extended because sure. it's really long, right? But it's hilarious and it's totally worth it. Okay, no, no, and, I to- I totally want to watch yeah. this now. <laughs> no, and then the other thing he did was Talladega Nights, right? Like oh, that's yeah, the other yeah, thing yeah. everybody. So that's, well, and Step Brothers too. That's Step what Brothers. I was. Just, I didn't see it. I was actually going to say like my yes, my he was good in Talladega Nights. <laughs> experience that was funny. he was great in that. Right? He, he's I, i've never Shake seen him bite. in a starring role magic man come on <laughs> yeah i've only ever seen him play second banana to will ferrell that's yeah. his stepbrothers talladega nights walk hard yeah walk hard the dewey cox <laughs> yeah. story which originally was titled american cox but they had to change it. <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing that got cut out i don't i'm not even sure if that it's reminds in, me of the scotty riggs thing it, it might it might even just be a deleted scene it might not even be the extended one but there's like at one point he made a commercial for cox sausages Nice. <laughs> that was like completely cut out of the theatrical, and I, but it was in like the trailer or something. And I was like, "Why wasn't that in the movie?" Is the yeah. obvious joke of the entire movie. That's but, right. That is amazing. Yeah. All right. So sorry, I totally right. derailed sorry, this thing. Yeah. To... So so the deal is, I was doing stuff 
in the neighborhood. So I'm like an hour late or something. So yeah. now, I'm, so, so we were so talking. Here, yes. but, we were yeah. talking about mosh pits somehow. Well, I know the middle well, classical. I studies. heard that we wanted to talk about yeah the study. Rod yeah. has some study about personalities. So I actually people. need to correct just one little thing because it's it's always helpful to read the actual study when I'm instead of just talking out of my ass. So I had, I had said it was self. Well, we haven't read it, I, so right, you right. could be making I, it up. No, no, no. Okay. So I, I had mentioned self-esteem as a similarity between heavy metal and that. classical, and that's actually one of the dimensions where they don't they actually differ on that metal fans have low self-esteem classical high self-esteem really but but they are equal on creativity uh ease with themselves and introversion right but i I wonder if that self-esteem for classical is actually just like self-importance like well no because no because because so here's what my theory on that would be yeah would be that uh because Usually, people who are into classical music like grew up playing it, yeah, right. And so it's probably, especially if you're younger, right? If if you because I mean I think a lot of kids are just like, um, you know, like whatever, like everything's stupid, like whatever. But if you have if you have the ability to play something, you're probably like, right. well, I, I like I can do something, and like look, a lot of people are just are just people, like whatever, who cares? What I read, is dumb. I read yeah, that yeah. Uh, at least metal metal listeners and classical listeners both really know what they're listening to when what album came out when so just yeah. like someone yeah, who's in classical they know what era Chopin was in they know uh, right you know. and I, I definitely have seen that and I it's interesting because I noticed it but the interesting uh difference I think is although that's not true because there are like just classical fans too because I was I was gonna say yeah. that I bet in the metal equivalent there's more people who like Appreciate it in the same way, but without any of the actual underlying music knowledge. So instead of being like, oh, here's, you know, the G major adagio, it's more like, here's the really fast shreddy part. Yeah, yeah. right. You know, yeah. Well, well, with the self-esteem, too, thing, I offer my researchers caveat that it's not necessarily that heavy metal, being a fan of heavy metal makes you low self-esteem. It may right. be, actually, and this makes more sense to me, that having low self-esteem may draw you to metal in the first metal place. music yeah. in the but, first place, well, right? So, so, okay, there's I have two comments and one I probably shouldn't make. So, <laughs> so, so I'll make uh-oh. the one that's uh-oh. okay while I think about making the other one. Right. I can always edit it out, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, wink, wink. Let's, let's, <laughs> like, let's, let's sabotage. Let's he down. said that to me, just too. Let's, so. let's just let's lay it down and see how it plays, and then you know, we'll, we'll decide. Well, and this is actually a better venue than normal to make it in. You'll, you'll hear why in a minute. So the first thing is, like, when, so when I was, like, 11 and listening to Queensryche, I had this moment where I was like, you know, if I continue to listen to this stuff, like, I'm going to be uncool. Like that was, that was a conscious. I was a conscious decision that I made. That's very and, interesting. And so I, I never consciously made that. Uh, yeah, I, I knew. I knew <laughs> that just was kind of happened. Case. But, um, <laughs> but so in so I would think Found that like later, you would have to either. My decision to do that, I would say, was based out of having a lot of self esteem, being like, well, whatever, screw everybody else, like, it doesn't matter. But I feel at the same time, if you were like, if you felt like you were a reject. You know, then right. you're gonna go do your right. other well, thing, I and think it doesn't matter. People who have niche interests generally are just gonna be outside the box thinkers, and generally, normally, metal people in general are outside the norm. Um, Definitely. So, you know, you're already outside the norm already, and then you find out. Like, I didn't know it was not cool when I started listening to metal. I just, I was just like, okay, I like this shit. I'm gonna listen to yeah, it. And yeah. then next thing I know, I'm talking to people about, have you heard this? Have you heard this? And they're looking at me like. 
no, no. what yeah, are you see, talking about I, like, <laughs> like i, oh, I guess this I'm like half and half on this. Like I, <laughs> but I didn't care anyways. Right. You know? I kind of, it took me a little bit to kind of, well, no, I, it was about the same where I, at some point I, I started to realize very odd because people were very vocal about it. Like <laughs> right. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't have any like bump in my feedback loop. It yeah. was like, Oh, I got, uh, I, I went to a uh, school with uniforms. So like me too. Uh, day, yeah, me too. day to day, you weren't necessarily expressing your interests, but when, right. when there was a day where you could wear whatever you want, I'd be showing the Queensryche t-shirt <laughs> yeah. and people would be like, no, is that some Nazi shit? Right, and right, like, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Like, and then, but here's the, and, and, but I also, it, it was also, uh, this is a totally, I, I won't go on to that tangent, but, um, uh, but right. So at some point I was, but I wasn't right. I wasn't going to stop. I was like, well, you know, but here's Can't the stop, thing. Can't stop. Won't right. stop. Never will. <laughs> Can't stop, exactly. And that is the Pitbull philosophy. Dale. He's Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Uh, but the, the interesting thing about that is I think that like what you're describing, Rich, is like the exception that proves the rule because right. I think the average metal listener is not aware of it. They're just like, this is where I belong. Right. With yeah. the yeah. metal well, people. The Which is why. And that's the guy at that show giving us the metal <laughs> horns. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, who wants it back. Well, then there's another study that came out saying that, you know, the 80s kids from metal, the metal 80s kids are all right. Like, we're doing all right. Right. Technically, like, we're not right. homeless well, and, like, you we, know. We also talked about this before. There's also know, that. Uh, mentally right, deranged in a mental like house. Like, the you relevance know, of, of chronology in the sense that, yeah, like, it also is when I, we both got into metal at, like, the worst right. time the, to get it, into metal. It was in history. Right. So it was far. more dead than than yeah. Right. yeah. I, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. And I, Same here. I'm yeah. older than yeah. all of you, so yeah. I yeah. I got into it during the heyday of the hair metal and thrash era. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, with Rich, you know, the thing about you know your personal story, you're also. I, I'd like to know what came first for you, whether it was classical or metal. Oh, it was because, metal. Because so what? Okay. It, so it's this is weird actually. Um, the deal is so when I was seven. Okay, this is 1988. That's when um, Wolfgang Rehm wrote his eighth string quartet, which is like my favorite piece of chamber music. But I actually, at that point, um, had decided to not listen to music because my <laughs> internal sound image was atonal from the time that I was six years old. And hmm. my like sister, like I was just around my sisters and they, they listened to like top 40. And I was like, music is terrible. I need to not <laughs> listen to music. <laughs> and, not and so I, I decided to like not listen to music. And now in Catholic school, like they had played us like, Bach and Beethoven, but that's not really where, I mean, I know these pieces and I respect them, but, but if someone is like, you know, what's super important to you, I'm always like Rite of Spring. Like it's, it's not Bach right. and Beethoven. Yeah, you, it's you like, mentioned that. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, um, so what ended up happening was, uh, I heard Queensryche when I was, uh, nine because they were on MTV and, and, right. and my brother listened to it. So it was situational because my family doesn't listen to classical music, like from oh, any okay. era, they don't listen to you know, so, so there, I wasn't, I just wasn't exposed to it. It wasn't really till I was like 18 and I went to college, uh, and met like a lot of people who like were classical musicians and, um, you know, it, they, I was very obviously into music and, and I would want to talk to them about like technique and stuff and they would have me listen to things. And then that's when I like realized that, you know. There was hundreds of years of amazing music that I hadn't heard and I needed to listen to. Yeah. So sorry if that was long winded, but no, no, it's just weird. Well, it's just because I wanted to, you know, some context to this idea yeah. that you expressed about 
um, you know, being uncool. Yeah, being uncool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, right, so like, classical well, music you're, wasn't you're, cool. You're kind of outside either. the norm if you uh, came to metal by way of classical or started as classical and then metal. But it sounds like you pretty much had a, as a kid anyway, you had a pretty standard like intro to metal for the most part. I yeah. hate I hate pop music, right. but man, Queen's Reich is fucking awesome. Yeah, well, it, it, and, and it was like one of the first, that, that was the other thing was like, <clears throat> so even when I wasn't listening to music, I was still playing. So like I, I played piano and then I played guitar. And I remember sitting there thinking like, why is everything in four? Like, this is really weird. <laughs> four, four. Like, I was like, why? Yeah, I was like, why everything's is... four, four. I was like, why is everything in groups of four? Why not so four, I, like, 12? <laughs> right. Well, I started, like, I started grouping things in, like, five. Yeah. Like, just to, five, like, four. do it. Because it Seven, felt, four. It felt yeah. weird. Mm. And then, and so then that was the thing, like, when you start listening to, like, prog metal, it's like, oh, like, these guys, like, did that. Okay, you can yeah. do that. Like, it, yeah. it, it works. Yeah, it was really kind of just a weird back formation i don't even know i just like to say back formation it's <laughs> kind of my thing mine was kind of backwards i started out in the classical area opera i started opera singing when i was uh actually i was eight years old when i started hmm. singing with a private private instructor and my family was all classical classically oriented we had you know clarinets oboe uh, my sister played flute and clarinet, so someone was Wait, who played always... the oboe? I have a question my about My sister this. did briefly. Do, whose decision was it to play the oboe? Um, was it was it, my sister, briefly. It was your sister's decision? My sister's your, decision. Your parent, were your parents like, you have to pick an instrument? No. Or she no. just totally of her own volition? Every, every one of us just basically were just like, yeah, I like instruments, and, you know, everyone, you know, did something band-related, um, okay. so we just ended up picking up... I, I wanted to play the French horn. Because I'm a dork, um, and they didn't have a French horn when I when I started playing an instrument, and so uh, they were like, "You can play, you can play the trumpet," and I was like, "I hate the trumpet." So I'm going to play the flute for a year, and then I'll play the then I'll play the French horn. Really weird transition, but I, at the same time, I was singing and did a lot of performing arts and you know and whatnot. And during all that, it was I found Nightwish. You know, yeah. once I once I was you know I was doing competitions, uh, National Association Teachers of Singing, um, placed a couple times. Um, and I did all that, and it, and it was fun. Um, they're really, really critical, uh, and it's kind of cutthroat. But, you know, once yeah. I got into the metal arena, I was like, wait, people are actually, like, using operatic vocals in this hard music that I like? Because I like, I, I like rock. Okay, well, let's keep, let's keep going then. And then they introduced some of the harsh vocals, and it's just a gateway. And then, then I heard Divine Wings of Tragedy by Symphony X, and it was just like, you know, one thing after another. And here you are, you're already, uh, you know, encompassed in all this metal music that you just never thought you'd be a part of when you were singing operatic arias that were like eight pages long. And so classical yeah. music really is weird. a gateway Patreon. to metal. That's why. <laughs> worshiping the devil. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But even though most classical music is about God. Or, well, or was yeah. paid for by the well, church. Right, yeah. right, exactly. I mean, St. Sansa right. has pieces about the devil. And, right, right. Yeah. I mean, again, cla like literal classical, right. not, no, no, not yeah. classical. Well, in and also in the bigger my scene. favorite piece, Rite of Spring, oh. about a pagan ritual yeah, yeah. that ends <laughs> in a virgin sacrifice. Hashtag Stravinsky. Hashtag no refunds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, well, I didn't want to derail your story, but it reminded me of something no, that works. Uh, I was okay. So I don't remember our last conversation about Mozart in the Jungle, but it was just that you were like, "Oh yeah, I watched it," and I was like, "Oh, I but, heard a lot of horrible things, but I haven't seen it." So I haven't seen okay, any good, of it. because I put a few things together and I was trying to, because I, I watched the rest <laughs> of it, 
and don't watch this show. Okay, I wasn't planning <laughs> it on it. It combines so. two things you hate. It's like made for you to hate it, okay. and here's why. Okay. One, <laughs> the main character is an oboist. Nice. Two... Uh, That's why I had to ask. I hate, oh, I hate the right, oboe, right, right. and I've never met anyone who, of their own it. volition, this, chose this, to play the oboe. I, was, I always assert that people's parents, like, I go, who plays the oboe? Someone whose parents are like, you're going to play fuck, the oboe, and you spend a lot of time making reads, and when you do it well, it sounds like shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I agree. It gets, I agree it gets better. Uh, That's why she stopped. But. So, right. It's I a, scored a symphony without oboes. It's about an oboist, and so there's a lot of her playing the oboe. But also, the uh, the basic premise is that she tries to get into the uh, New York Philharmonic, and she doesn't make it, So, but she gets hired by the new conductor as an assistant to sort of, like, mentor her, and hopefully she'll, you know, make her way in the next year or whatever. Uh, the, the next con- time someone dies. And here's the other audition. reason, is the conductor is based on... Gustavo Dudamel. Yes. Yeah. And my, the first thing, right. And, and I, I couldn't remember. I was listening to the, uh, uh, you, I was listening to the, the episode we did. Yeah. yeah. And, and editing. And it reminded me, cause I was trying to put the, I was like, I remember you saying this and I was watching the show and, and, and the thing was the right at the beginning, he, he, he cut his hair and that was the whole thing. Everyone's like, Oh, you cut your hair. He's like, yeah. Cause everyone was obsessed with my hair. My hair. Right. So, uh, and what happened is, as I was watching the show, things you were saying about him started to connect to me with, like, <laughs> the realistic interpretation of his character. Like, there's the the, sh- the way the show's presenting him, and then I'm like, yeah, but in real life, I would say that guy's full of shit. Because <laughs> this whole thing is like, and again, no, you know... Uh, uh, no not, refunds. No refunds, but <laughs> not, and not too much disrespect towards, you know, uh, sort of intuitive musicians, but there was a whole lot of this character being like, I am so passionate. And it's also, he's played by, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, who is a great actor. And I think I, I like the character in the show because of him. I'm like, this guy's great, but I, bet there, but I can see why the real guy wouldn't be, uh, because he's, the guy's like crazy on the show. The whole thing is like, he can't make up his mind about what the program should be. And, uh, he's all, you know, again, it's all those things. He's charming because he's crazy, but the crazy, like, and it's one of these things where like, oh, well, we should just overlook his massive personality disorders because I guess he's well, that, good at Well, music. that's Tuscanini. So, so I don't know, I don't know anything about Dudamel personally yeah. or like his ability as an arts administrator or anything like right. that. I just think he's a bad conductor. And I think he, right, right. I think he got, uh, I think he got a lot of press for things that he did relating to music that weren't his performance quality and then he his gimmick of his hair let him ride that wave all the way to Mm -hmm. being music director at the la phil which i don't think he deserved but the um but as far as like you know dealing with a brilliant conductor who's a horrible person that's tuscanini like that's Mm. that they probably well he's not necessarily a horrible person it's just that he's there a lot of the stuff where it's it's the it's the sort of romanticizing of Oh, no, no, this is what I talk about all the time, about when I tell people that conservatory is one of the most, like, unhealthy environments. Yeah. Is because there's this idea that, that, like, oh, if you have, um, if you have mental or emotional problems, don't attempt to treat them or, or alter them in any way, because 
you're a musician and that's just we're that's how Whoa. we are we're crazy right. Whoa, that's Creative what conservatories fuel, right? yeah really Conservatory because that's awful really yeah <laughs> really yes because really. i i pretty much all just heard how everyone was basically a cutthroat and so uh demeaning when she, once you got into conservatory music uh schools that basically telling you to just just stop just, just stop. You're, you, you know, like Simon Cowell, just like, that was horrible. Just stop. Uh, just go well, home. I was that told also... that I was ruining music. But that, <laughs> okay. But, but, it, but it was... So there we but, go. But that's that a... was... So first of all, that's my... The biggest, like shorter has That's that. the biggest compliment I ever got. But, the, but no that's... one ever told me I was a bad player. But I mean, but I went around telling everyone that I was the best in the world and no one was willing to refute that. Well, but... See, okay. <laughs> so nice. so that sh- the show, though, reflects... See, I think there's certain things in the show that are probably... They, they probably capture accurately, although, again, it's based. It's also the it, the main character is based on the person who wrote the book it's based on. So it's also written by an oboist. So wow. it's like, but again, I'm also sure that they massively changed things for the TV series. Like, it's clearly shuffled up and, you know, let's make it work as a show. Shuffle it up. Yeah. Shuffle it up. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just hear nothing about how they just, they crash your dreams. But, but here's, okay, so I, here's the thing. Let, 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 so anyway. let, yeah. let me do the overview. Here's the deal with the show i i honestly it's not a bad tv show right it, it sounds just, like it is well okay <laughs> it's horribly inaccurate and it's probably wrong in a, a lot of ways but like it's the, the acting directing the writing oh, of oh the i see show. what you're saying the production but if you just want to watch a tv well, right, show oh, no but okay. but it's, it's the same deal with like you listen to to beaver or whatever the, pr- the production is well, amazing but it I just mean, is terrible like, music the writing, <laughs> right right but i'm saying the writing and acting and everything it's not an unpleasant show to watch okay but here but you have to be aware that it is wrong and fabricated oh, okay. uh okay. and but here's the, the part i wanted to talk about this on the my favorite part of this show which is also its greatest flaw, in my opinion, is there's this character of the conductor uh, who's in the show. He's Rodrigo, uh, and he just goes by Rodrigo. So Rodrigo, Rodrigo right? Oh, here's the other thing. So he cuts his hair, but he leaves like this little like two or three like rat tail braids Ew. that are like a foot long. Gross. So in one scene when he's wearing like a weird like robe and hood, he looks like a Jedi. <laughs> like he, from the okay. prequels, right? He looks right, like, right, like, like, like Qui Gon, yeah, yeah. Right, like Qui Gon and uh, uh, Obi Wan, yeah, yeah, young Obi Wan. So right, so yeah. I was like, okay, are you a Padawan now? What the fuck? Is <laughs> anyway, so that was stupid. And every time I saw that, I was I was momentarily angry because it just was the dumbest looking thing hanging off the sure back of his head. Are you permanently angry, man? No, no, no. But I but I like I like the actor, and so I enjoyed his performance in spite of how much I'm like this guy's an idiot. But. Uh, Anyway, but the interesting part is his wife. His wife is supposed to be this uh, super amazing violinist who is also crazy. Uh, Now, here's the thing, though. Her character makes some of the best points in the series in that whenever they, like, encounter each other, she's like, all you do is play museum pieces with these, like, boring old, uh, like, you know, corporate wage slave musicians, and it's dead music, and it's off. And I'm like... Let's let's hear more about this. <laughs> and then she and but but they showed like two or three of her performances and it is like this is art 
nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It is so bad. That's the problem. So the well, my right, issue people, is that well, that's, but a lot of people have that opinion. Right. They don't understand that there's this middle ground. Right. They think they the think only alternative things, is they think things are either Beethoven or John Cage. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's exactly. Like, yeah. It's like exactly. Uh, there's no gray area. For right. A lot it's, of people. Well, right. Because they haven't heard it because it doesn't get played. It's not on no. the radio. So like I'm the only person I know. So it must not matter. If it's not on the media. So like the, factoring in that it's a TV show, so they're only going to show like. 30 seconds of fake music anyway. Yeah. But even so, the first performance you see of her, she comes out and plays some crazy, like, you know, cat scratch. Oh yeah. Lots of, yeah. Horrible bone behind the, behind the bridge yeah. and like right. upside down. And a, and and a little like, bit of like, you know, vaguely atonal sounding stuff but mm. but not long enough to even establish that right, right, right it's right. mostly just there's no there's no thematic and she development smashes her violin like yeah. immediately. <laughs> so they hand her another one because that's you know what you do in a performance of course right? you just have one just sitting this, there waiting but for the you. second performance which is in the middle of nowhere and like they youtube it or some shit um just just like a small crowd in like the woods or something she takes out, that's where the acoustics are great. right right oh oh, oh wait it, no it's it's it gets better so this is my favorite because I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so she pulls out the scene starts with her pulling out two enormous like revolvers. And then she points them at this. There's like big like blown up staff piece of paper mm-hmm. and she just like shoots them at it and then I, I, I it took me a minute to figure out I assume did they it, visit my website <laughs> but so my, my thought is what she did I think she, she shoots it and then plays the notes, notes that she so shot and I'm like oh good I mean basically you have 12 tones but they probably aren't all unique notes and whatever it's a stupid idea but the best part is that she plays that just that one like run of like right. 10, 10 12 notes, notes and that's it no 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 oh. she plays it then, uh, then you hear sirens because the cops are coming because it's illegal. Because <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> and then she shouts uh, in French because she's French, of course. Uh, she shouts like that's how you that's how you hammer home otherness to an American audience. Right, you make someone French. And, and that's right. <laughs> no, I'm serious because and that's because why it's she can classical call music, them, so they couldn't make her like Pakistani. Right, and she can call them bourgeois pigs and whatever, <laughs> and, it, and it sounds better. Uh, but so then she plays her like 10 note piece. You hear sirens. She yells, fuck the system. And her boob pops out. Also, she's like super hot. But, but <laughs> okay. Right. Which but, never happens. Right. Well, and, and again, just like it, it just was too much like the whole image they were going for. I was like, I know what you're doing, but like, have you met one? Yeah. <laughs> no, there's, really? like, I only I only know one like uh a gorgeous soloist and but she plays museum pieces yeah because guess what if you're really hot and you're really good you can totally make tons of money right so so here's so here's the best part so i'm gonna uh does anyone care if i spoil this spoil it okay Uh, you can't really spoil what's already rotten right right exactly uh so basically the way that the season wraps up is he gets her he decides at the last minute that he needs uh to the 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 right thing uh, is her playing a uh, Rachmaninoff? Con- no, no. Uh, her playing a Sibelius concerto. Yeah, because that's and considered like the hard one right. of the old exactly. guard. Yeah, right. Oh, Sibelius. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. So, well, it's uh, actually a result of S- Sibelius was a failed violinist. Mm. Okay, like he, like he really wasn't good. Yeah, and so then that was kind of his thing. He's like, well, I can't play all good. So I'll write, hard so shit. I'll write a really 
But, Good yeah. play in one, and then people will do that. So, so she's supposed to be this ama- amazing soloist to play this, and she, she, he gets her to do it, and then, like, you know, a little bit in, she's like, I cannot do this. You're bourgeois pigs. You're playing museum pieces. In this. And they have this big fight on stage, and she walks off. Happen. Right, because in order to be so passionate, she must be so mentally unstable, wow. she can't do a job. Right, job, right, right. right. Yeah. And yet she would still take the job and then just like, no, 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 I need to walk. And not, not to say there aren't people who would do that. Right. No, no, Those no, are severe no, no mental one, issues. No one would do that. Because, well, again, hired. it's so corporatized, like, right. you would no, never I'm take that saying, risk on someone. I'm not saying... I'm, I'm, they would never get hired to do There's it. There's no I'm, Scott Stapps in classical I'm, music. I'm not saying. I'm saying that there are people who would do something like that if they got the opportunity, but that they wouldn't get to because oh, right. of the way yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. organized. Right, the system is set up right. to prevent that from happening. Right. Um, and so that rehearsal but, costs but, a ton of money. Right. And here's uh, well, and they, and they they appeared to only rehearse once with her too. So which which she also walked out on. Uh, <laughs> but, and so here's the, but then here's what happens, and this is like okay, and I was like so. You're a failure, and you sh- he didn't get fired? Because, like, what happens is, since she walks off, and uh, he basically just has the first chair violin play the solo. Yeah, that's probably what uh, they would do. And then he sits in for the chair violin, and then the old conductor, this is the whole tension of the thing is that he's you know pushing out this old conductor played by malcolm mcdowell and <laughs> he calls him up to conduct it and everything's fine i'm like you just had somebody else do your job and everything's fine like yeah. no well that would never happen right. like yeah. the, the first violin is right the concert master would play the solo but then he would just conduct right like yeah that's... yeah it, it was it was ridiculous but uh and then on top of that i mean and this is only like my personal thematic issues this is there's like a mountain of uh inaccuracies you can look up online i'm not even that's why i'm not even bothering with right. like uh m- most of all being like if you watch it and you're a musician don't ever watch anybody's hands because right. it's some of the worst uh worst fake playing and like you just didn't edit <laughs> yeah. around it well right. like that that first yeah. chair soloist at one point they show him when he's supposed to be playing, and the you, the music sounds great, and I'm like, that There's, is nowhere near what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. He's not right. even faking right. it well. Like I've, I've yeah. I know you know people know what fake violin playing looks like. <laughs> you just go do a lot of the vibrato. <laughs> it was so bad. Like you uh, playing way up high on the tiny strings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was pretty bad. But uh, I'll be sure to keep not watching. Right, right. But I thought I, I was so amused by her character. Like the it's like. This is the only alternative, right? <laughs> right? Is batshit craziness. <laughs> yeah. And I know, it, I know it seems sexy to play crazy music, but... Uh, in the yeah. woods. In the woods. In the woods. But no, you gotta stick to Mozart in the jungle. In the jungle. <laughs> oh, it's so clever. <laughs> no, it's not. Losing your shit seems to be more like a mainstream pop music type yeah. of... because in classical music, it's I a, mean, it's no, a because, professional. Because, right, not only are they professionals because you've worked so long to to get there like no it, it's very hard yeah. to to be in it that long and not want it yeah but the other thing is um you're you're fungible mm-hmm. musicians and in, in classical music are fungible whereas in popular music like you're there to see the performer it's the same reason why yeah. like if you're in a cover band you make like 20 bucks. Yeah, right. Whereas yeah. whoever the real deal is, is exactly. making millions of dollars. That's why Bieber can run off stage and throw a fit. Right, because they'll still the book him the next night yeah. because right. people are showing up to see him, not whatever music. You can't right. just get, just, you know, replace him. Like, 
But of course, the music sad. is largely the same. Right. Even right. That's, well, what, that's what I'm saying. It's right? not the product. <laughs> yeah. Because because yeah. they're so, the the music yeah. is just there. It's replaceable. It's just there, it's... and it's the personality is. Well, right. Yeah. Like so. So the last. So uh, I saw. Uh, I think it was the the Video Music Awards or something where Justin Bieber pr- uh, played his new song for the first time, and I was just like, "This is so bad," and he is so not contributing to it in any way and then the next day i look online and the response people are like a see it doesn't even bother me it's it's one thing if you thought it was good but it's another thing that people are even like considering it a thing worthy of discussion like you know let's break down what justin's doing here yeah. justin's not Play doing shit he's like, uh, he's showing he's up showing up yeah yeah that's like that's why like, like the the first issue you know, in 80 percent most... success is showing up 90 <laughs> huh. percent huh. business 10 percent talent. talent and sometimes not even that. usually not even that, that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah the uh it's it, like my first problem with most articles i've tried to read about pop music is that they immediately give too much credit and mm-hmm. and consider things like worthy of discussion where they, it's not relevant yeah 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 it's pretty sad yeah but anyway so uh any other details out well, of that that were particularly interesting other than the self-esteem thing yeah well uh so uh, I, See, I, I think, could talk about the other uh, fan profiles besides metal and classical yeah, let's, because let's some of them are totally kind of that. interesting. Yeah, yeah, please do that. Uh, blues fans, high self esteem. That's a winner right Dentist. there. Is it also is it high income? <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, it dude. doesn't doesn't have income oh, on here. Blues Creative. lawyers. Man. Blues lawyers. That's what we need. We blues need data. Lawyers. We need data to back up yeah. our social hypotheses <laughs> yeah. about blues lawyers. Yeah. I have patches. I mean, blues hey, I, patch. some of this. The, Sam Ash probably has the data, or at least some. <laughs> well, and he was applied for the card, right? Yeah, would have, they I would bet, have. Their... I bet a lot of blue. I bet those are the guys who actually get the card because they're like another credit card. Sure, why not? Ten percent or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what else? So yeah, they're uh, they're also creative, outgoing, gentle, and at ease. Jazz yeah. fans, high self esteem. Creative, oh, yeah. outgoing, Again, at ease. Outgoing. <laughs> See, I always, I almost always hear high oh, self-esteem like as you know perceived high self-esteem, because in a lot of cases it's like perceived high self-esteem is really That's just sort of like like mm-hmm. latent narcissism, where it's like you 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 project self-esteem, but underneath it you're so, really compensating so massively. Is, so so this is part of uh, when I prefaced talking about the study, mm-hmm. and I said uh, the actual study is probably behind a paywall, and I wasn't able to right. look at you what they did. The methods. It could be a self-report. Like right. they asked the yeah. series of we, questions yeah. where then you score it, and you say this person has high self-esteem. I'm willing to bet that's more likely than it being a perception issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, rap fans, high self-esteem. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and outgoing. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you like it Really loud. <laughs> you like it? Oh, they're very outgoing. Check out my mixtape. Right, right, because they're all trying to... <laughs> I'll try to get you to listen. Yo, check out my mixtape. Uh, <laughs> opera, high self-esteem, creative and gentle... Country and Western. Okay, so the Country and Western thing, we were talking a little while ago about metal, and you've all seen Heavy Metal Parking Lot, Yes, right? yes. Yeah, right. I, I was telling someone to watch it the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so you had, you've seen it? I'm not sure. I don't okay. think I've it's, seen it. All right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a video from a uh, – they went to a um, Judas Priest and uh, – uh, is it Dokken or Def Leppard? I can't remember who the It's one of the was, two yeah. hair, hair bands. 
uh, they it was on tour like 1986. Yeah, it was in they, Maryland. They take a camera to to this concert where everyone's tailgating, and they tell them they're from like MTV, and then oh, they interview these people. Nice. It's like 20 minutes, and it's hilarious because basically like. So everyone has like a horrible bullet and like a horrible yeah. figure and um is they're just drinking like bush or whatever and like probably doing lines and, and acting like complete douches. Oh, yeah, God. I mean seriously. And then there's but then there's this dude who's like what is he like 24 or something? And his girlfriend's thirteen, and like they're making it out. <laughs> oh, like, no. yeah, yeah, it's like oh. it's so bad. It's so bad, oh. dude. So when, so when you know, we were talking about the how classical and metal fans kind of overlap on a lot of different dimensions. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, they may not have sampled <laughs> yeah. the bulk of the metal fans, well, uh, but because some of them I mean, end up like that. Well, no, you but know? if it's a self-report thing, like you're saying, like a lot of times you got to think to whom do those things where they're like get paid to participate in this research study usually reaches people who are near college campuses. Right. 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 Yeah. Like yeah. That's, I'm saying it's, it's not a random sample of metal fans. Right. That's right. all. Right. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So they ended up with the more intelligent well, you know, metal, metal fans, fans. <laughs> metal fans who can <laughs> go to college. You know, yeah. I, I think, and there's also a lot of, you know, stereotype. You see a, lo- a long haired guy. He's kind of like acting, you know, he's, he's, he's wearing he, leather, wearing leather, or he's got the patch vest and all that stuff. He's but got white. You find out later, <laughs> you, you find out later, this guy's, you know, he's got a, a, a great job. He's, you know, a computer programmer or and a lot of cats for some reason, you know, <laughs> maybe according but, to that book, but according you look at him, you look at him, they look unassuming and then you start talking to him and you're like, Oh, you're actually you don't sound like the douche you look, you know? Uh, so there <laughs> is sometimes that, too, they do. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's both sides of the coin. Yeah. Well, you know, okay, so the reason I bring up Heavy Metal Parking Lot um, is because they do... I, I saw the one with the uh, the follow-up where they, they went back and they found some of these yeah, people. Yeah, you know, I've been meaning to watch this, but I haven't. And one of them, this is why I, I let in with the country and Western thing, one of them had become, you know, 10 years later, become a huge fan of country music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, not all of them turned into Lost, progressive metal like, fans. But, like, <laughs> outlaw country or, like, uh, Lady Antebellum? Because there's a big difference. No, 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 no. Out, I mean, this was, this was, I mean, this was 20 years ago, oh, so okay. it predates sure, Lady sure. Antebellum. Okay, it's great. like... Typical old country and western. Right, because like I got no problem with Wynn Stewart, you know, but like I definitely have a problem with like Pantera, <laughs> like you know. There's yeah. always a... uh, reggae, high self esteem. <laughs> pretty much all of them except metal have high self esteem. It must Cre- have been, yeah. Do you consider yourself to have high self esteem, like on a <laughs> uh, creative, not hardworking <laughs> reggae fans? <laughs> that's because it's because they're all doing doobies, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, outgoing, gentle, and at ease. <laughs> Wait, what's, well, I wonder the, why they're so, so at I'm, ease. Yeah. I, I'm confused. This you keep saying gentle. What's I know? The, what's what does the that mean? What's the I, other yeah. aggressive or is it yeah, like that's what I it think just is says? Implied. It just says not gentle. Not gentle. So again, not no gentle. access to the study. I okay. can't really see not what. They so use. what did it say for metal? Did it say not gentle? Uh, metal. So metal uh, fans were grouped with rock fans. Uh, oh. And it said low self-esteem, creative, not hardworking, not outgoing, gentle, and at ease. It said so gentle? They, were gentle yeah. they must have gotten all the ones that own cats. This not was totally, hardworking? This was totally near college games. Not this hardworking. Is, this is totally yeah. near. This is, like, this is like wow. metal dudes from college. Yeah. This yeah. is not like exactly. metal dudes that like pump gas. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, indie fans. This is one of my favorites. Oh, Low self-esteem, creative, n- not hardworking, and not gentle. Indie fans. Yeah. Not gentle. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, because arsonists and get all the girls. Uh, now, now, does indie... You know, punk was such a small time frame does that come in into play anywhere did i read well no, the other thing is indie, indie is well, not indie no i know punk. i'm asking about people punk, though, there's, no punk. Genre. Well, there's but, no punk no punk well, but the other yeah. thing is that's a really loaded term too because yeah. you're talking about sex pistols or you're talking about green day oh yeah, yeah i know like, what, punk, yeah punk is uh, so like, so my guess is that he didn't classify the the people themselves, they were asked to self-classify. So the punk fans may have ended up in the rock yeah. slash indie groups. Yeah, that's true. You yeah, know, because yeah. there's no punk profile yeah. here. Oh, like there may be one. Check a thing and says Latino or white. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Bollywood, which I didn't even know was a musical genre. I it thought is. that was just a movie genre. Weird. Yeah. I Bollywood, it was creative nope. and outgoing. Uh, but the thing is, if you watch any of their films, I mean, they're basically like yeah, musicals. Doing the dad, so it's okay. the thing. Like, right. Okay. Because you that can't kiss, you break into song. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I know of Bollywood, but I've never actually watched they're, a Bollywood. They're insufferable. Musical. But here's the thing: if you yeah. go on YouTube, <laughs> if you go on YouTube and you just type like, like full length movie, they're yeah. all there's like a ton on there. Yeah. Like if you'll get a ton of like. Bollywood I, I can films. find wow. better things to do with two yeah. hours of my time yeah. than watch I, a Bollywood don't movie. Don't waste my life. Uh, chart pop fans, high self-esteem, hardworking, outgoing and gentle, but are not creative and not at ease. But no, the at ease thing, I don't really get that well, dimension the, the either. at ease I mean, thing might be that sort of thing where you're like, oh, I'm stressed out about my life because like I got this job that I don't like, but I got a wife and kids. Like kind yeah, of maybe that's yeah. sort of what know. they're talking about. Like, yeah, maybe. Like, like satisfaction with your situation sort of I wonder deal. what they I classify as hardworking. Yeah, that's because a good question. I know some pretty hardworking metalheads. Like, yeah, I know a lot of them actually, and I think there's more nowadays than ever before well, because I, of the power progressive genre. There are so many people who are like, you know, uh, yeah. I just feel like there's no correlation between what you listen to and how hard you work. Like that just seems totally yeah. arbitrary. Yeah, I was wondering how it that's probably causal. was like you said, like self qualifying. Like, because right. if if this was like a survey, like I'm thinking of like. I took a few uh, psych surveys in college because I took a couple psychology classes, yeah. and you get extra credit, extra credit for going and taking you, them. Right. If you take a quiz, and it's and but the the intent of the study was always fairly obscured, right? It always felt like a random assortment of questions, right? right. A few of which just I was like, "Where's this coming from?" No, there was one. Let me see if I can remember it because I it stuck in my head as one of these like. I don't know what the hell this question's about, but it's weird, and I can't tell if you're crazy or if you're trying to test if I'm right, crazy. Right, right, and you psych yourself out. <laughs> the, it was a, it was like a, a like a, a true or false, and it was. I sometimes walk with a limp that is the result of a skydiving accident. What? And I was like, Wait, are you trying to test if you're paying if, attention? If I'm paying attention, if I. Yeah. If I actually, if I believe that I had a skydiving here, <laughs> but I didn't, or like, do I have a psychosomatic? There's so many like, do I have a psychosomatic like, limp? Right. No, I feel yeah. like they, they probably put that in there it's because a, if people who are just filling out the survey, right, it's, probably, yeah, it's probably just to a, see if like, right. Yeah. If, you, a, if you say yes, then it's probably like you're not paying attention, right? That's, but I, I took right. it as like a, like I was like, what the fuck are you guys trying to figure well, out? Well, they have this, you know, they have this thing called page effect that it turns out that if you know, people will often just go down the center or the side of the page. And then when they go to the next page, they will choose a different answer. And so you end Mm -hmm. up with 
the the values on the scores are correlated with where they appeared in the survey if it was multiple pages or nowadays they do it on computer screens yeah. so it's like you know you get three three questions on a screen or five questions on a screen and they all might be on a scale of one to five four but then they go to the next one and for reasons unrelated to what they were actually thinking but just because they are on another screen and can't necessarily remember what they were given on the last one. They're yeah. now they're now scoring threes, um, right? So it does force them to actually. You can tell that they're basically not even paying attention. Right, that's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. nice. So um, <laughs> that's probably what that was. <laughs> so this guy, um, this guy who did this study, he is. Let me just uh, give a brief profile. He is a deputy. He is the deputy head of of the School of Life Sciences an expert in the social and applied psychology of music at, I hope I'm, I don't mispronounce this, Harriet Watt University, yeah. which is a, which is an Edinburgh scholar. Yes. Yeah. And he has done many studies like this and he had one, I wanted to mention one really quick one that I thought was interesting. Um, but I don't know. Oh, what it is. Yeah. He has a study about, um, you know, just to give you a sense, this is, he's just some some quack doing this on the random on the fly. You know, he has a study about um, the, well, why they play Muzak in grocery stores. That mm-hmm. if they play slower music, people linger longer, linger longer yeah. and <laughs> buy more stuff. No, and which is why at some restaurants they play up tempo stuff because then people eat faster yeah. and they get out of there and then they yeah. can put someone else in the table. Yeah, yeah. I so it's pretty interesting well, stuff. That's I why mean, there's a lot hey, of smooth yacht rocket key foods. <laughs> I, I hear more yeah. hollow notes at that grocery store. And I, yeah, I, I, I'm like, hey, this is pretty smooth. Uh, no hurry, no hurry. Just, no. Let's just sail along on a sea of gentle grooves. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian, you would you would think that more restaurants would play power metal, right? Up tempo. Yeah. You still have to be able to eat. Like if you sit down and the dragon force starts playing, you'd be like, I'm trying to eat here. Just... Well, didn't they just prove that, that power metal is nothing more than surf rock with distorted guitars or something? Or didn't oh, somebody yeah. say that? I, well, I actually, um, someone someone kind of proved that. It was a YouTube thing, yeah. I mean, right? they're both We're terrible. So, they go back, back and forth. I mean, just a lot of tremolo anyway. picking, yeah. not a whole lot else, right? Yeah. Although I did see a really nice YouTube video on the comparison of metal to punk in terms and it was just like you know punk was just like yeah chugga, 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 well but chugga, i mean chugga, chugga, chugga. even james hetfield was smart enough to articulate like we liked punk music but we thought the playing was really shitty yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. uh well, iron yeah. maiden started out as a and then, punk there you band, go. right so they started out that way they realized it wasn't working mm-hmm. and so they upped the yeah. well i yeah i don't know i i see like a direct uh, I mean, the, the punk versus metal thing is, is silly it's so because a, it's so, always yeah. been, so old. It, they've always been uh, so connected. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you can't like, separate, but my issue with punk has always been that there seems the, the main divider I see is punk is always like, who cares? And, Just fucking hit the thing right. with a pick yes. and right. just be angry. And then metal's always been like, wait, wait, wait. Let's think I need, about this. I need more modes. Cerebral. I need more... <laughs> I need more notes to play. <laughs> right. I need to play all of the notes. And so, so you know, they, yeah. you go too far in either direction. You have issues. Well, there's attitudes on both sides that have been right. there for so long that nowadays, if you're if you're one of those people who's like, oh, punk is really the only music out there, and oh my god, metal, I couldn't possibly. You're you're probably not with the times right now because yeah. a lot of people nowadays have mixed, uh, you right. know. Uh, a lot of people have many different tastes when it comes to punk and metal and they've 
crisscross all the time, you know? My my bigger issue with punk, uh, I, I mean, I don't care for most of it musically, but that, but then right. I, but then some of it I do, and and I've, you know, there's been things, and I only obviously listen it's to Turbo Negro, but, it's the only punk band I listen to. But either way, my bigger issue is like the whole cultural idea of like when people are just like, yo, that's punk. Like there was, yeah. like there was this thing recently. There was some article. It was like, LA is more punk than New York, and I was like, how what? about who came? Like, okay, yeah, good? why? <laughs> good because no? I think punk is dumb, and uh, <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like, especially when people are like, you know what's really punk rock? Like, uh, is it not saying things, things like, like what's really punk rock? Right. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not like punk, but. Um, I don't, yeah. I mean, but it's, you know, it has, it had its place and, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't really going to go much of anywhere, but you know, well, some, some yeah. metal originated, like we said, Iron Maiden yeah. came from the punk area era and that's pretty much it. Well, they, yeah. Know? Well, I mean. It's sort of Metallica and Slayer. And Metallica and, stuff, and like, Slayer and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So it has it's its like, place. Yeah, it's, it's directly connected to But if that's all you stuff. listen to, you know, it's kind of like, mm, maybe you want to, like, you know, right, branch out. Right, the thing I don't understand um, is people who are like, punk is their thing. Yeah, yeah. What, and, like, like, so are you a punk then? Yeah. Like, is that, does that make you a punk? No, I've actually like, met people who are like, I'm punk. Yeah, and I'm like, right. really? I'm like, hmm. Hmm. I know, to be fair, there's also plenty of people who are so into being metal you have the same yeah. issue. Right. Yeah. So it I can't just, I can't just say it's because it's not of just the punk. dumbasses. I mean, the same thing with rap too. I'm that. so, I'm so hip. Yeah. Really? What? I don't know. What do they say? Do they say they're hip? Do they say they're I don't, cool. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know the lingo. So, uh, this is the most I've talked about rap for a pretty long yeah. time. So. <laughs> yeah, we can cut that out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. I so, have nothing more. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> But Kelly has a neuroscience article that she found. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and it's and it's kind of interesting because you know how there are um, a lot of people will say um, you know you listen to what music is going to uh, influence your musical mood, um, influence your mood overall. Um, a lot of musical therapy will concentrate on. Um, you know, trying to alleviate depression and anxiety of anxiety via music that makes you feel good. Um, but there are a lot of studies, uh, that have gone into neurologically, um, about, um, basically how, uh, whether or not there is a link between your mental health and what you're listening to. Okay. So how you regulate your emotions, we all regulate our emotions via uh, the medial prefrontal cortex. Okay. That's where, where if it's activated when we are trying to, um, you know, just control our emotions and make sense of things processing. Um, but if it's not activated, you know, some people with, you know, mental illness, it's, it's not quite as activated as others. And so, um, they're a little bit what you would call dysregulation. They would have a lot of emotional dysregulation, um, and such. And so, uh, this was a study, uh, conducted at the center for interdisciplinary music research at the university of, and wow, this is a very complicated name because this is Scandinavia here. So, um, Javaskla, university of Javaskla. Alto University in Finland and Aarhus University in Denmark. Um, so I'm sorry if I butchered that, but um, it was uh, done to establish the link between your music listening habits and your mental health. So people who ruminate a lot, if you negative thinker, you're always brooding and, and thinking about things over and over. Uh, rumination is um, uh, associated with negative emotion, right? 
So um, scientists wanted to find out if listening to the certain types of music that have similar neurological effects would uh, have a long-term effect on a person's mental health. And what they found, so they had, they, they ruled out, they, they profiled the, the study participants uh, based on, um, they first assessed their mental health markers on depression and anxiety, uh, neuroticism, you know, how they usually listen to music to regulate their emotions and stuff. Um, so they found out that people who usually listened to sad or aggressive music were more anxious or neurotic, okay? Um, so there right. was an association with, okay, yeah, it, it, it kind of makes you uh, process everything, but it doesn't necessarily make you feel good long-term. But the big thing that came out of this study, because they actually, um, they decided to investigate the brain's unconscious emotion regulation, so not conscious versus conscious. Um, so, and they showed that the participants' neural activities, because they did this under a functional MRI, um, they uh, showed that uh, the medial prefrontal cortex was most active, so regulating, so they're regulating their emotions. It was most active in females and less active in males, which is weird because there was a study that just came out, you know, not long ago, just recently, that male, female brains, there aren't much difference. But males and females process things differently, so our brains organically aren't different, but the way we process things might be a little different. So females who listen to music to distract themselves from negative feelings showed increased activity in the medial prefrontal cortex, while males listening to the music with negative feelings had less activity in the medial prefrontal, prefrontal cortex. So when we were talking about how, oh, there's that metal guy who's, you know, out there and just, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so, oh, I'm metal and banging his chest yeah, and everywhere, right. you know, uh, yeah, he's not engaging his he's not medial prefrontal No, he's not, <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, whereas, uh, which which actually, it, it showed a lot to me, whereas the, the eventual result of the study wasn't, it was kind of a mixed bag. It's like, yeah, it's not going to necessarily make you feel great, but it also might help you process things, you know? Right. Well, and, and ideally, it, it, you know, if it's good music, it should be creating some kind of catharsis, right? right. Like that should exactly. be the purpose of that. But that also, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily, right. So it doesn't necessarily uh, mean that listening to it has an effect on those emotions. It could just right. be that's the natural, like you listen to that to help exactly. catharsis. Catharsi, what's the active Good. form of catharsis? To achieve catharsis. Achieve catharsis, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> to, uh, I, I was going to say to, oh, to like specifically, you know, process and yeah. through certain emotions and the catharsis helps you complete that Complete that processing. and then you can move on with your life. Yeah. And Until yeah. the next time you Which, feel sad. You know, it's, it's sort of like <laughs> drinking. I, 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 no, 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 it is because I want the whole time you're talking about this, I'm like, I want to make a malt liquor called dysregulate now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Well, it answered a lot of questions though because I was sitting here and I was like, every time I listen to something like insomnium, you know, mm. insomnium is fantastic or Another example, I guess, would be catatonia. I don't usually listen to them, but they're along the same lines. You know, um, they, they've got some moody lyrics, but a lot of them will be following some sort of natural progression of grief or mm. something like that, um, right. which it can be a catharsis as we're talking about. So yeah. it answers some questions for me because when I would, you know, listen to this, you know, it, it, I wouldn't be jumping for joy, but I, I don't really want to jump for joy all the time anyways. Mm. But it did help me focus and help me, you know, just kind of get through whatever it is I'm going through. Things are going to be okay, you know. Um, so can I ask, can I ask 
is what, did they focus specifically on heavy metal listeners or on yes. listeners of all? Okay, I, I, yeah, I, they I did. missed that part. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, it was from, a, it was but, from well, a group of schools in Scandinavia. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, so, they had a bigger pool. I, I heard that. They, had, but, they were yeah. able to have well, a sample size. This was, that's right. statistically this was sent to me. They're not listening to Justin Bieber in Scandinavia as much, I guess, huh? No, this was sent to me by a friend of mine who works in neuroscience. Right. And he's a Finnish dude so and he, he'll send me stuff all the time he's like yeah so it was from the, i'm not sure what types of metal but yeah you well, know. so can i can i just throw i mean this might be opening up a gas can of worms Uh-oh. but um is this kind of like scientific evidence supporting that uh women tend to listen to the lyrics whereas men tend to like focus more on the music and the instrument nor, yeah i don't know if you can I mean, genderize that that's, that's an anecdotal thing i don't have yeah. and i'm not stereo, trying no. to stereotype either but My, it's just i don't know i've met enough like people who seem i mean i don't know if i, I don't have enough big enough sample set and still anecdotal but uh i feel like i've met enough people who just are either way it, it, i, I right. think it's an it's unrelated thing. Thing. Yeah. i think it's, I a, think it's, a, it's thing. a thing but i right. think it's unrelated thing. i think it might have to do actually with uh whether you have like a visual or auditory reference system yeah as whether you're more focused on verbal or I was uh, always more hmm. focused on verbal. I thought okay. just because I was a I was a vocalist, I was a soloist. So, and I had to memorize lyrics all the time. I had to memorize them in Italian, German, Latin, what have you. So that's mm. just what I thought it was about. Yeah, and but you know, I like, was I, more visual. I was more the instruments. You know, I played yeah. saxophone, bass, guitar, and guitar. So I've not. I was never really a vocalist. So that's yeah. You know. So it may have something more to do with yeah, that. I mean, but yeah. I, I don't know because like a lot of jazz, right? There's no vocals. A right. lot of yeah. classical music, there's no yeah. text, right? Um, but you know, I'm interested by your statement, right? Because I, so I don't think of anything like in terms of the visual that's associated with it, right? But but I do have synesthesia, which that is do visual. You really? Yeah, it's timbre. Ooh. It's timbre to color. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, Amber to color. Wow. Right. So a clarinet is blue. Oh like, my. That's the. Do you that's like the... see it floating, or no, do no, you no, see no, it no. like on the on the? Uh, <laughs> well, so okay, so that's actually a super weird question. <laughs> or there's super Sorry. weird answer. There's super weird answer to that. Okay. So. No, because anesthesia. So, so do, do we all know what a clarinet looks like? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. forever, I I literally, like the the bell was like blue in my mind. Like, oh, okay. The, and, in your mind or yeah. visually. So in your mind, what do you mean? Is there how is there a difference? Well, I mean, are you literally seeing blue, or no? Are if you... I look at a clarinet, I see that it's black. Okay, but, like, but, you, but when like you hear blue. the but so when you hear right, the music, mind, you see blue. But, when, you, when you hear the clarinet music, it, yeah, but so you so, sense but you blue. Yeah, but, but, right, but that's but what I'm saying is right. The, uh, internally, it's it sounds blue, but but for the longest time, when I would think about what a clarinet looks like, like the bell, there's uh-huh. like blue, blue. There's like a blue band. Wow. By the end. Um, but, uh, I don't, I don't know. That's, so that's, but that's like the weirdest one. The, the, it's like, uh, like alto flute is also blue, but then like, as you move up to flute, it becomes like silver white. That makes sense. Interesting. Um, so like high strings are green, but low strings are almost more like the color that you would think of a violin to be actually okay um and then like a bassoon is like a brown to maroon okay wow uh but a contrabassoon is more like orange 
wow, that's very different. That's okay. a big jump. What about, what about hmm. oboe? <laughs> <laughs> oboe is, a, is like a bright yellow. Oh, it's, okay. it's like a weird yellow orange. Right. It's kind of like the color of like mustard, mustard but not really. Um, Sorry, this is fascinating. So, see, so let me ask you this. But it's totally when, useless when because just... I'm the only person in the world who has this. Right. No, but when, 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 you listen to a, when you listen to a symphony yeah. and all these instruments are mixed together, like what do you... It, like, de- it depends. Is it just like a, you know? See, no, it depends. There's usually what there's usually a dominating. Everything okay. molds right. into okay. a color. So, like a really good example is the beginning of Radovara Seventh Symphony is like mostly blue and purple, like, okay. um, and then but then like, like, uh, Devon Town, like okay, like accelerated evolution in the right. beginning. Of that it's like it's like mostly white, like I don't know. If, it's, Interesting. I know one other person just, with synesthesia, but it's a different type. There? Theirs is like um, sounds to taste. Okay. So mine, yeah. I don't feel like mine is very strong because it's not, um, uh, it's not overpowering. Uh-huh. Like I don't, it's like I can avoid having that sense, uh-huh. but it's consistent. Like so is it I annoying? Listen, no, it's awesome. You okay. Like but, I was, like, was going to say, it doesn't sound annoying. It's extremely helpful. I it, was going to say, it, yeah, see, I, uh, maybe I was, this is the way your brain is compartmentalizing how you listen to music probably, in a really odd but, but like, organizational but way. But the thing is, it's consistent. So if I listen to the same piece of music twice, the colors wow. are the same every awesome. time. And wow. that's very cool. Did it help yeah. you with your studies, you know, composition and stuff like that? And well, so it's this is actually kind of funny because the whole reason I went to grad school was because I was bad at orchestrating. And this is right. like, the, but the, but the thing is, but that's more because there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot that goes into orchestration. So once I like sat down and studied it, I mean, it, it was very easy. It's just, it's just, I didn't have any information. I had no experience doing it. But then once I, I went to do it, like it feels like everything that I do musically is very purpose driven. Like I never... I, I've never like done something and been like, is that what it's supposed to be? I'm always like, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, right. cause like there's this weird internal logic where like, I just know, like it has to be that way. That's the way it goes. It's not like, mm. yeah, See, there's not like, Oh, I just, I wrote this music. I wonder if people will like it. I wonder if it's a good tune. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter if you like it or not, because that's exactly how it's supposed to go. Yeah. yeah right. And <laughs> like, that's how it goes. That's, that's why I've, song. yeah, that's why I've always had problems with, uh, like if I start writing a song, like I can come up with a riff, but once I know something is a song, I usually, don't want anyone to fu- i can't have anyone else coming in and fucking with it like mm-hmm. i mean i'm yeah. sure there are some players who could like play their part for it but whenever it's been like a guitar player and i come with a song and, and it's not 100 percent finished they immediately anything they've ever tried, i'm like no that is that could also just be and, that they're crappy because well, like when i live part of it because yeah. when i live with ingbe mike he would right. always be like <laughs> adding parts that were like awesome and no one else like yeah would so wow. yeah well no, that's true there are there are, and it, yeah and it, it depends it's partially like i don't think you hear what i'm doing at all so don't try to add to it until <laughs> you get what's going on yeah but at the same time there is a certain amount of like i again i have certain like some stuff i'm like well this is an idea but i haven't developed it far enough to like be attached to where it's going but once i do once i know where like i have like uh like a basically like an outline in my mind of 
what the rest of the song is mm-hmm. and I just need to fill it in. Right. And so if anyone else is going to come in, they're not going to fill it in. Right. And so they need to get the fuck. I'll, like when it's done, I'll <laughs> give it to you and you can learn it or whatever. That's, but that's why like I always, whenever I like have a band, I mean, I've, I've, I've learned how to do it without coming off wrong. Cause like I, the way I explain it is like, <laughs> uh, like we can collaborate on stuff, but sometimes I'm going to write a song and I'm just going to write right. a song and I know how it's supposed to sound. Yeah. So don't, <laughs> don't like it. Can you, if you can handle that, like that's like, is that okay? Or are you going to be weird about that is the thing. And yeah. like some people, you know, they're like, I got to Like in certain cases, it might even be like, this is the baseline, yeah. you know, like, cause that's the functional, the baseline that works. So mm-hmm. could you play that one? Yeah. Like, right. And yeah, so people are just like, I gotta, put, I gotta put my stank on it. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, gotta, I gotta, I gotta put my signature, it. you know, I gotta, I gotta make it my own. Yeah. I gotta put my signature of, uh, playing the rhythmic pulse completely wrong. Like all um, the notes. Right. I must play uh, but no, all it's, the it's, notes. I'm interested because I don't have that kind of, I, it's weird. I, I sometimes think of timbre in color because I, cause it is, it's the color. It's, musical color i mean yeah sound it color, is that's literally right. what that is but yeah. it's not but i'm not consistent and i have certain ones that have like, that seem a little more consistent but then like if like if you suddenly were like quick what color is this i would be like uh well you know i have to think about <laughs> yeah, it right. so it's yeah, more of an yeah. abstraction that yeah. i'm creating it's yeah, not exactly yeah yeah, yeah. The answer. it's weird yeah my brain is weird yeah but yeah, but that was the study and it was, a. It was but, it, pretty but it's also interesting because I was talking about, uh, reference systems and I think I mm-hmm. have a primarily visual reference system, even though I'm into music. Yeah. yeah. So what do you mean right? by that? I, okay. So okay. reference system is a thing that I don't know. It, it may not be a proven thing. It may, it may, uh, cause it's part of the, um, the neurolinguistic, uh, programming, uh, stuff, which is sort of like in many cases rejected by mainstream science because a lot of it ca- cannot be empirically proven right right uh but some of it seems to be effective and make sense um so it's trying to it's you know modeling how people think and stuff and so part of that is that people seem to have one sense that is their primary like if you're in your mind when you think of things you immediately jump to sound or images or in mm-hmm. some cases kinesthetic although that's right. less common mm-hmm. um so when i was reading about this i was like well what's mine you know i'm in the music it must be but it's not it's it's not auditory it's it's very visual mm-hmm. and like and like i said when i say i have like an outline of a song like i sometimes it's like an abstract visual image of where i want it to go it wouldn't make sense if i tried you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if i tried to like draw like it wouldn't it doesn't translate <laughs> it doesn't but translate. it's it's part of like just the way I abstractly keep track of right. like, like I have an idea for a song and I have like a, the shape of it basically. Okay. Right. In terms of dynamics and everything, whatever. Um, and like, well, and, and, and my thing is that while it hasn't always been fully intentional, that's what I've always been shooting for is what Ridge is talking about. I, my whole thing has always been, I want to know why I'm doing everything I'm doing. So I'm going to learn more about it. So I'm not just like shooting in the dark mm-hmm. and then, uh, because I want to write things that I have a specific, like it's about a specific thing. Right. And so I, mm-hmm. I want to start from that, which is, uh, that's what I'm trying to do now is every project I have in mind. is like, start from this bigger idea and then you kind of fill in the blanks and it goes from like a really general thing to more Detail. specific until you're actually yeah. writing music. Actually, actually like, uh, cool. like my yacht, yacht opera based on the Scientology slave yacht. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's. Have you talked about that one before? Quite interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because which because episode that was? Because, well, because the thing. Then I always bring up the fact that like there is actually a bunch of 
Scientology music. If there's a This Exist episode yeah. on the music really? of Scientology, right? Yeah. I strongly recommend A, that people watch that episode, B, that you subscribe to This Exists. Yeah. Because the dude is cool and he's also metal and he like like he just most of the episodes are actually about weird music. Like um Interesting. Yeah. Well yeah. like well like L. Ron Hubbard like started a jazz group. Like Yeah. Within Scientology, that. is that where you? That isn't where you discovered the Magic: The Gathering rap. No, that was no, some no. Other thing, yeah. I found that found. Up on the internet four years ago, uh, and, yeah. and no, I kept, I literally I kept it under wraps because I was so afraid of the Rebecca Black effect. Because <laughs> no, I was like, this is so absurd, it could go viral. But the, but they're Brady, not a like thing Brady. anymore. Yeah. So like, it's no, I knew this guy. Um, I knew this guy. Um, uh, or I do know this guy, and for years. It, so so first of all, he's this he's this big black dude who who listens to uh, mostly metal, but like also like random like like crappy garage rock, whatever. Um, he would post Rebecca Black's Friday every Friday for years. No, <laughs> like wow. he th- like, and we were just like, no, dude, what are you? What's what are you doing? He you? finally he finally stopped. I don't know what the tipping point was. Somebody took him aside. Yeah, yeah. said, hey, we gotta have a talk. <laughs> or maybe he noticed that everybody in his everybody was blocking his feet. Maybe so. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or yourmusicisbad.com. Follow me on Twitter at the One True Matt and at YMIB Podcast. We're also on Facebook as YMIB Podcast. Or if you just search for Your Music Is Bad, like us on Facebook. Uh, leave us comments if you have any questions or things you'd like us to talk about. Uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with that. Uh, don't use hate mail at yourmusicisbad.com. I'm pretty sure it's not working right now. <laughs>